everybody, welcome to Underplayed or Overrated. I'm Tom. And I'm Paddy. And we are back yet again with another album. Another review. Another verdict. This time, it's a different spin on our usual format. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's an inside joke. Yep, 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 yep. This time, for the first time, we are making one of our wild card picks. Yep. This week it's your turn. I've blown my wad and gone full Steely Dan. You never, you never go full Steely Dan. <laughs> no, nobody has ever gone full Steely Dan before. It, there's, I mean, it's possible that the, the entire world could come to an end here, Paddy. Yeah, episode five, and like I've already been like, I've been like you might notice I didn't do a Steely Dan reference in the last episode, no. and it's because I've been holding out to do a full episode of it. So, so yes, this is Asia. Asia, yeah. Asia. By Steely Dan. Yeah. Um, so, released in on the 23rd of September, 1977, a six-studio album by the band Steely Dan. Uh, they had had... So, to start with, they were a full band. Um, start The band started by Walter Becker and Donald Fagan in... In, they went to uni, they went to Bard College together, like I think, which I think, judging by the name, is a music school. Yeah, probably. Um, or like a acting and music school, whatever. So they got together at college, formed Steely Dan. Um, and they where does the name come from? So Steely, it's in a novel. It's uh, the name. Like of, a it's, it's for name. Novel. No, it's the name oh. of a vibrator in a novel. So Steely Dan is a vibrator. For fuck's sake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. So yeah, so they were originally... I love, I love by the way, how we're like... There's just more detail has been provided about this band and album than we have done at the start If you of might not have guessed, guys, so I, I quite like Steely Dan. And it's, um, it's sort of a fairly recent discovery of mine in terms of like that i like them my dad's fucking buzzing off it because my dad loves steely dan it's like you like steely dan oh my god so, like, <laughs> so i was like okay well you know here we are but yeah so st- they started off as a proper full-blown band with like a guitar player a dr- you know a drummer like a, a yeah. real touring band that we did the first three albums yes and they were they had like hits off those albums, so like uh, "Reeling in the Years" is a big song of theirs. Um, Ricky, don't lose that number. Dirty work. These are all like, don't, um, yeah, those are all big sort of early hits for Steely Dan, and they're like radio hits. You know, if you heard them all, you'd know them. Do you want me to stop so we? I'll play them. You can yeah. do. Yeah, Go let's on. do that. So I just played. So I just played all all of those songs. Tommy didn't know any of them, so that's always a good sign. No, nope. um, but yeah. So they they had all of those songs going on. They did sort of tours, and they were like a normal band. And then the two sort of founding members, like the band leaders, like Walter and Donald, decided they didn't want to do any of it, any of that anymore, and they wanted to be much like the Beatles, be a studio band. Yeah, and just write music and sort of. They were based out of LA. They're from New York originally. They were based out of LA, um, and they just wanted to utilize the sort of absolute gunslinger, like hired session musicians that you could get there to yeah, to, yeah. to play on it. So they'd get like really, really good music. Like Bernard Purdy is like a really good drummer. Um, Larry Colson is on this a lot. He's a, Larry Colton. Sorry, he was like a really really renowned like jazz guitar player he's like all over this chuck rain chuck rainer he was like a really good bass player on a lot of like funk and soul albums and yeah so they would do and so then i think i'll the first album we did where they were all studio is katie lied i'm not sure what's on that one i've not got that's for one i've not got which is it's like a sort of bit of a blind spot for me then we did the Royal Scam. It's got the song Kid Charlemagne on it. You know Kid Charlemagne? There's the gas in the car. Yes, there's gas in the car. No? No. Okay. <laughs> this is so... So, yeah. Um, 
and then from that album they this is their sort of most ambitious like full-blown studio album that they did and this is asia <sighs> okay okay so i think so. i think that leads us up to like a bit of background um very ja- very jazz inspired people my cats around me so if it's cat noises that's why um he's like going into the mic yeah and fred loves steely dan <laughs> um go on you you take it freddie what do you want to say he's got nothing so yeah so we'll, we'll get into it um oh before we do yeah perfect reviews on this album from pitchfork from rolling stone from Q Magazine. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Paddy's <laughs> just getting... I might just give my cat some food. Some, like heavy petting going on. So where were we? Steel, Steely Dan. Are you film, You're not filming me, are you? No, no. Good. I was trying to take a photo and now the uh, camera app that I'm using has an ad. Okay. My bad. There we go. So... As we were. So... We will get into it. First song, Black Cow. Thoughts? Okay, here we go. <laughs> the moment that... So I, I've been quite um, coy with, with Paddy throughout this week, and I've tried not to uh, give too many of my thoughts. They're a hard sell of a band to get people into. Like I don't know why I decided to listen to... I think what happened... Right, this is where it comes from, right? When I was at school, did you have assemblies at school? Yes. Like big assemblies, like yeah, at yeah. secondary school as well. Yeah. And our deputy head once came into assembly, didn't say a word, and then just started playing a guitar solo. He had a guitar on and he had right. like an amp strapped to his <laughs> right. belt and he okay. just started playing along to his song. And I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was really in the years by Steely Dan. Right. And I remember thinking, this song fucking slaps whatever it is. And I could never remember what it, I could never find what it was. I could have asked him, but you know me, so I didn't. Um, And then I figured it out that that's what it was. And then during lockdown, I just thought, I'm going to see if I actually like that band or not. And you do. And I do. I just, it's when you know, like, it's something you're in, you can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. It's like it was meant to be in a way. Like I was like, oh no, I, I must, I really like that band. And I do, I like, there's not an album I've listened to so far. Apart from the like, sort of later stuff where they get a bit too old and it's a bit 90s sounding. All right, okay. But like this sort of 70s stuff is really, really, really good. Like when we were like in it. Yeah. But yeah. So I have, a, I have a similar story just to, just to cut away before we get into this, I guess now. Okay. So I once, have you ever had like that thing where a part of a song is in your head, but you, yeah, you don't, you can't put it in, you don't know what song it is. So this happened to me for years. I had the intro to Africa in my head. The drum bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was in my head and I did not know what's at the time like this is when like my late teenage years yeah so, i had no idea what fucking song that was from 12 food and it was flex. never <laughs> it was never on the radio or anything because it's so not current so i was no. like and for years and every so often it would just pop into my head that that melody at the beginning i'd be like ah i still don't know what and then one morning on i think it was like back in the day chris moyle's radio one breakfast show they did this feature where things that sound like the intros to songs and they played the sound clip of the thing that sounded a bit, and it was really like sketchily similar, but instantly I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to find, I'm going to find, I was like, I'm going to find out. I'm about to find out what what that song is. And then they were like, it's Toto by Africa. Africa And then they played the song. Well, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Africa by Toto. My bad. But I was like, boom, like mind blown. That is mad. Yeah. It's never happened to me again since, thank God, because it was actually quite painful. Yeah, that is horrid when things like that. Because 
how do you find out what it is? Like you'd have to like go someone go, what's this song? I did. I had done that, but I was obviously not convincing enough or not asking the right people. Yeah. It also sounds a bit like, um, I can't even do about it. That's just Africa. No, what was it now? Uh, don't matter. There's another song that sounds like that. Um, so yes. that's such a tangent. So, We've on, already been talking note, too long. Toto by Africa, Toto by Africa <laughs> is next week, followed by Africa by Toto. Okay, right. so Black Cow Black then. Black Cow. So, my notes. Yes. I guess we'll, we'll we'll start with me on this one, yep. considering you've, you're going to have loads to talk about on them. So, bass line and guitar is nice. Nice. There's a lot of that. That those are the feelings that I get from this nice, record. Yeah. There's a lot of this is nice, Ooh, nice. Like I've put, not as in like I'm amped up and I'm super. Like no, it's, it's just, just nice. I put kings of vibe. Yeah. So uh, this is not actually what I expected. This is like the fir- like first song. I'm like, yeah, this isn't really what I expected. I was like, chorus is chill. Whole song is pretty chill. It's a pretty chill song. Yeah. Um, Lyrically, I'm not really sure what's going on, but maybe you can help me out there a little bit. I don't know. This is the thing, like, I've written that the lyrics are always really ambiguous and sort of tell stories. And yeah. Usually they're, like, about deadbeats. Okay, fair. So it's like, he says, like, I saw you on the corner. It was you and Rudy. You were very high. Yes. You were high. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what about, about the... Much... Um, what, what is a black cow? You drink your black so, cow. The what big is black, black cow, cow is a milkshake... Oh, it's a milkshake. Okay. So I guess they're like on the street. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's all I need to know, really, isn't it? And um, um, the best part for me of the song, well, no, there's a few bits. Like, I love the sax solo at the end. is fucking incredible. Yeah. So I've uh, that that's actually. But before that, I've just put electric piano solo. Oh yeah, that are quite underrated, well. aren't they? I was like, it's like, is it a whirly? It might even be like an old DX seven. Um, yep. Could be. I, I don't good, know. Good knowledge of, of, of electric organs. Um, uh, well, Whirly is more of an organ. Yeah. Um, and is, DX7 is like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's not a, a Hammond, that's an, that's an organ organ, isn't Hammond, it? It's, it's an Hammond piano. organ, yeah. Like a, a, a Whirlitzer is like a tremolo-y sort of sound. Um, I'll tell you, if you are into all that kind of shit, fucking Steely Dan are the, what, are the, <laughs> are the band for you. Um so, and then I said brass in rockier genres is always appreciated. I love the so outrageous as well. Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. The, it's such a cool, like, line. So, like, might as well get it out of the way now. Like, I suppose, like, modern bands, like, I guess Bad Rabbits, like, you can sort of see where, like, this weird blend of, like, jazzy funk and rock sort of yeah is big like i guess nobody had probably really done that too much before well not this, like this, this is, anyway this right? is why i like them because it's like soul and it's like disco and it's like rock yes. and it's all together and it's dark as well yeah and it's like nobody else sounds like this they're just gone we've got these really odd concept ideas for songs and we know all basically we know all the chords between us yeah let's go and do it and just you know and make yeah, it yeah. As, as big and as sort of impressive sounding as, as you can do for the, for the era and we're gonna do it and that's what we did and we were just like meticulous with it well i guess i guess another thing to gather because it applies to the whole album is the question that i just asked you before i recorded this because I, I was just interested to know is it's on my notes further down and i said was this album tracked live or was it solo tracked and recorded individually? And you said it individually. individually. But if you, when you're listening to this, by the way, if Could you're tape. not, the, the link's below. Yep. When you're listening to it, the way that it's mixed and produced, it sounds like they're all in one room playing all the yeah, this at the same time. Yeah. Like it doesn't sound like they've spent hours individually tracking each instrument. It sounds like they're just a really tight band. We've got two live. dudes with Asperger's in the 
inverted inverted console inverted control room going do it again it's not gelling do it yeah. do it again that doesn't sound it's not you're not working with the drums you're not working with the bass you know the, the ear to it like just cracking the whip yeah yeah everyone's doing 20 takes basically on this shit like they were mid- like they, our, they were mid- like our old sessions <laughs> for, for different reasons yes <laughs> but like it's um they're, they're notorious for that for being like slave drivers okay um it shows though like yeah it, it shows in the end product right so taking us on to asia the title yeah, the, the title, title track, track. Uh, I've, I've written strap in <laughs> yeah so the intro to me to this one seems a little bit like why why is it there like it's just too long and it it, it just doesn't seem to really add much it's a like, long song in it there are a lot of long songs the first three or four songs are like super long and then they go to more the first side. side of this album is the first three tracks yeah so age black cow age they're like all Deacon like seven ish minutes yeah. aren't they five to seven minutes most of the songs on the album are five minutes plus yeah um i just put cheesy cheesy jazz prog anyway very cheesy this one this is peak cheesy there's a nice glock in there which i really <laughs> appreciated actually um the word dude ranch which is that where blink got this from where where Blink I think got a dude that from or is a dude ranch, ranch just a thing it's just a thing isn't it it's like um because i've got Written down, up on a hill people, this is the lyrics, up on the hill people never stare, they just don't care. When all my dime dancing is through, I run to you. So I think he's sort of saying like, at work people don't care and he, he he's like in the rap race. Like I feel like he's like a businessman. Right, okay. And then, and then he goes and fucks like a geisha girl. <laughs> oh, right, okay. I think, I think that's what it is. Who knows? It's steely done. <laughs> so you can't, like, you've got to sort of guess what, what we're talking about a lot Let's of the make time. It ambiguous. Yeah. So, and then there's like a super racist, like, Chinese motif. motif. It's like, bleep, 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 where the note changes and the vocal melodies are so interlinked on a lot of these songs. So yeah. I don't say a lot, and I noticed this in my notes before I'd finished them. I don't say much about the vocals here because it's almost like they're just part of... Yeah, like it's, just part, like, it's all part of it, isn't like it? it? And like the way like the chords and the notes change with vocal inflections up and down and stuff. And, I, and that led me to put... Chon is so unoriginal. Oh, Chon. Chon Chon is just attempting to They must have grown up on this. Yeah, because like it's so like that jazz and it's not just Chon, like there are a load of like jazz rock bands out there. Like that jazz rock is from Steely. They they invented it, basically. They they may be better at their instruments now and have better equipment than these guys did back then and be able to play more ridiculous guitar riffs and solos and stuff but it's all just this it's just this yeah the formula is there right here Um, but this one's a real musician's wank off yeah because like in the middle of this song is like the blueprint to that right that chance they all all have a solo basically an impromptu jazz moment of glory i've just put drums yeah the drums are sick steve in the the outro steve Steve gad played on this and he's like there's a bit where there's a there's a a stick strike and he he was like when he's like trading off with the saxophone and he just goes with his sticks and it's like what the fuck that's cool as fuck yeah yeah I was it's like, like um, well, it's like a renowned thing that he did, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" In in the outro, everything sort of goes space rock, doesn't it? At the end, yes, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Really like, really like, and and synth yeah, comes yeah. in, yeah, yeah. Really, it's cool as fuck, yeah, yeah. But it's um, probably the most proggy that they ever get. Yeah, this is pretty fucking proggy. That bit at the end honest, with the drums yeah. and the, the synth. Cheesy jazz. It reminds part. me of, the, the drums reminds me of the film um, Whiplash. 
Never watched it. Oh, you've got to watch Whiplash. You've got to. No, you've got to. You ruined that movie for me when it first came out. Was I rushing? Yeah, I know. Were you rushing or were you dragging? It's Miles Teller, right, in that film? Is it Miles Teller? Is he the kid? Yeah. Yeah, and um, the dude from everything. Oh, oh, what's his name? R.L. Stein. <laughs> oh, no, R.L. Stein. <laughs> oh, what's his name? It's going to bug me. Look it up, Jamie. You put you pulling it up? What am I pulling up? Behind the curtain, Paddy just took a phone call. Yes, I'm not very good at this continuity <laughs> thing. What 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 am I looking up? Sorry, uh, the actor from Whiplash. What's his? Oh name? yeah, it's going to bug me. Whiplash. J.K. Simmons. That's it. J.K. Simmons, everyone. And you've been shouting it at us this whole time. We know, oh, God! We know, and it, it, and it is Miles Teller. I didn't know that guy's name. He's a good actor. He's in the yes. movie scene War Dogs. Y- yes. That's Miles Teller, isn't it? War Dogs with um, Jonah Hill. Yeah, it is Miles yeah, Teller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles Teller, Jonah Hill. No, oh, he's in the new Top Gun as well. I did yes. not, I've not seen he's- that. Cool. Okay. Well, this is the end of a Miles Telecast. Yeah. Telecasters, we call each other. Um. <laughs> What's up, uh, Telecasters? So, what you'll probably notice, guys, is um, if if a, if an episode ever sounds like we're starting to fray around the edges, it's probably the se- it's probably the second of a back-to-back <laughs> recording. Don't, don't show them behind the curtain. <laughs> Yes. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I guess we move on then. Yep. Um, Deacon Blues. Deacon Blues. My favorite song on the album. Um, Again, very vocal lead verse where the chord changes and stuff are changing with the melody. It's like, I'm interested to know maybe whether they wrote the vocal melody and just wrote everything around I'd love it. to know as well. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'd love to like, know how, what their process is. Like, because it, it what, feels what, like What do they, they show that. the musicians that they bring in? Like, have they got, like, a rough track down? Uh, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Do they, do, like... Have they got a piano, yeah. got a piano I mean, track or a guitar track down? Um, or? Walter Becker plays bass and guitar. It sort of varies between which one he's on. Yeah. And Donald Fagan sings and plays piano. Yeah. So you'd imagine he's he's probably, probably got, put a, a, a rough track down yeah, on, on so the he's, piano. He's, and it makes sense because with the way that the vocal melodies and the chord changes, that would be easiest to lay down on yeah. a piano probably. Yeah. While he's... So he, he probably went in recorded live playing the song yeah. as he's written it in terms of like the vocal melody. They're all the so shit hot. He might have just scored it. Potentially, yeah. You know. Like, it might be that he's just got... Like, this is what you play. It's just really sad, isn't it? That Because I've always, I've never been, like, a, yeah, these a are classically like, trained musician that I don't even consider you've, that that's a thing. You've got to think that, that these, everyone that they're playing with are professional studio music. Like, a lot of them have played on some of the albums we've listened to already, like Thriller. Like, yeah. a lot of these dudes are on that. Is this post-Thriller? It's before Thriller. Yeah, I was going to say, this is before Thriller. Uh, yeah, this is seventy-seven. So thriller, oh, thriller might be same year. Um, thriller was eighty-two. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah no, seventy-seven is, was when is... Michael Jackson was first starting his solo career, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First couple of albums were around seventy-seven, seventy-eight. Luckily, my notes were there. Yeah, thank God for um, the notes. Um, but yeah, so this song is about a dude who is having like a sort of midlife crisis and decides he can be a jazz musician if he wants. Oh, okay. It's like, kind of sounds like a someone's true life story. Yeah. It's, well, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I think like maybe it's like a sort of thing in the face of people who are like charlatans who are like, I could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, who yeah, we yeah. probably have met and spoken to. You say now, uh, I've not written this down. Drink, drink scotch whiskey all night long and die behind the wheel is one of the lyrics. Quite dark, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like you. So, I, there's a name for the winners in the world. I want a name when I lose. They call Alabama the Crimson Tide. Call me Deacon Blues. 
Oh, okay. So that's why that's like the thing. So I just it's said, like a song for the losers. The the chorus in this one is so smooth again. Um, and then but that prompted me to say, how many people are in this band? I now know that's two. I didn't when I was listening yeah. to it earlier. But on uh, this album, but yeah, forty forty people played on this record. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then it put sax machine. Yeah, this um, apparently this guy it says Pete Christlieb played played sax on this. I don't think that's right. I, I'm sure I, cause I've seen the classic albums for this, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he, they apparently, he was like a big get, the guy that they got to play the saxophone on this. Okay. He was like a really like old timey jazz legend to do the saxophone solo. So I don't know. And this Pete Chrislieb dude, Chrislieb, he, he did look like a sort of, like he's still around now. All right. Okay. And I feel like a jazz legend I don't know, it could Sax have been a prodigy. Player. I'm fucking looking at Jamie. Jamie. Well, I've, I've, re- I've typed in Jamie. Well, yeah. <laughs> While you're doing that, um, a lyric that I pulled out of here that, that intrigued me. Knight of the Expanding Man. Yeah. <laughs> this is the <a> nerd. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Uh, and then I and then and then my final parting note on this one is Christ, this album has some long songs on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it was it was Pete Chris Lieb. Um There you go. Yeah. Um yeah, it does. If you're gonna allow someone to do a big long guitar, a big long saxophone solo, the song's gonna gonna go on for a bit i guess yeah 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 true it's a nice like it's a nice sounding it's such a vibe again like the whole they just paint like pictures i think yeah you know like it's like the first half of this album is anyway it's like all like sort of vignettes almost yeah they're like little mini films in your head steely dance is this like the birth of yacht rock this is yacht rock yes yeah um our good friend Michael McDonald turns up soon in the next track, in fact. So Peg. Yeah, Peg. I, this one slaps. I really like this Peg. one. Peg. It's like Michael the funky. McDonald. This is the funky one, right? Peg. It's like. Yeah. It's just a good time song, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, it's like I'm a man about town. Yeah, it's, it's like. I play this song in my convertible. I think it's about. Down the Miami it sounds strip. like it's about a. Uh, a model or something or like someone who knows like a or like a photographer like a cd photographer because everyone's always cd in a steely dan song yeah well you gotta be aren't you so the, we- the, the weird guitar solo that seems to just be pulled out of his ass so it's like, yeah, yeah. like they had to do i think they got something like 10 different guitar players to come in to try <laughs> to try and do the solo and he Eventually, this guy did it on like the twentieth take or something. For like sake. they can't. They nice just... solo is in my notes though. Yeah, it is. A, it's a weird. I learned it. it. It's I've, it's on Instagram. If if you follow me, you can see me do that. It's one of my special cheat ones though, where I don't actually mic my guitar up, so you have to just take my word for it. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> w- one thing about this song that I said is that I think. A lot, a lot of this album sounds a little dated. Um, yeah, but this song, I think, like I could imagine like a Bruno Mars or someone like yeah. That. Bruno Mars owes a lot to stuff yes. like this. Like, when you think when you see it starts to pull together, doesn't it? Like a lot of black musicians are very like true. I think inspired I think by of, Steely a Dan. A lot of the stuff that's all like. The Neptune, like Neptune's Pharrell. Yeah, and like, um, you know, like... And then um, as a result, Odd Future sort of crew. You know, like, um, it's very, like, sun-kissed, isn't it? So, like, any, any it's modern very, music... It's very L.A. Any modern music that's got that, like, even, like, L.A. or Miami vibe to it, that, that like, Americana, like, laid-back beach, this is a song you sing, like, you listen to while you're, like cracking a cool one yeah in a sunshine state in america there's like, palm trees in all the song of, all of this like all of it is is like yeah from here i think that's why 
I like it and like why I got in, why I sort of gravitated to it, especially because I found it in lockdown as well. Yeah, yeah. It's very like you're in a different place kind of music, like escapist. Yeah. I have heard, I have said here though that some of the vocal harmonies in this song are, sound a little bit corny. It's Michael McDonald. Perk. <laughs> um, but they are always adding textures and layers, which is great. I said I absolutely adore the last chorus in this song. I feel like it just it just sort of ramps a little bit towards right. the end. I can't remember exactly because I want to listen to a lot of music listening. today. All right, yeah. No, it, it, you are correct. It does slap. Yeah. Um, yes, amen. Talking of slapping. One one thing before we go on, because it, it, this is where it sort of occurred to me. And I've been quite positive. I have been quite positive in my reception of Steely Dan and this album so far. A lot of these, a lot of these songs just don't go anywhere, Paddy. <laughs> like, they just don't go I know anywhere. what you mean. I do know um, what you mean. It, it's, they go on... They've all got really long outros that fade as well. It's vibes, isn't it? Like, it's, yeah, it's vibes it's as vibes. opposed to sort of payoff. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no like, there's no like tension and release going on here, is there? I think it's all very much like meandering around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the songs on this album specifically are like that as well. Like, um, especially the ones coming up. Not this one, though. So there is, I love this one. There is... Home at last. Yeah, my... my. I know it I know it a bit later on in my notes here, but it applies now. It's like, they kind of just don't know when to stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, like, that's fine. It's just like, we, we've all been there, though. As a musician, it, I think it doesn't really matter. Like, when you're learning... When you're, like, writing music, sometimes you don't know when to just... No, that's the end of the song. It's like those bands where you go and see them live. Like you see like local bands and the end of every song ends with like a giant drum fill. Yeah. And like that. And I, I know we used to do that quite a lot in some of like the bands that we were in. It's fun. <laughs> and it's like, but that's yeah. usually because you just don't have that knack of knowing how to effectively how to bring a, to a song an to an end. Yeah. Um, and like, and that's the other thing. That are are this are these songs or are they just like extended jams? Yeah, in a way? There's, a, there's a bit of that, like for sure. And also, it's like opposite Nirvana in the sense that Nirvana had very few parts, but used replied replayed it a lot. Whereas I feel like well, Steely, there's so many parts. Steely to these, Dan, that it feels like you're never in yeah, a part for very long. No, it, there's so much going on, and, and it like, changes even, so often. Even when like a chord progression or a section gets brought back, something's different about it yeah. the second time around. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The attention to detail in the writing of this music is insane. Like it's on a level. Yeah. That I don't think. I mean, Fleetwood Mac was pretty complex. That I do compare this. at in my summary notes, I think to that a little bit because it's probably the most close we've got here to to that to rumors, isn't it? It like became a, it like became sound, a thing but... where studios would say to bands who were like pushing the budget, like we're not asking you to be fucking Steely Dan. It'd be like what they'd say to him, like in terms of like you wasting too much time. No one <laughs> wa- no one wants to hear you do your Steely yeah, Dan yeah. album, like you know. Yeah. And that sort of became their fingers that they were so meticulous meticulous and obsessed with like getting things perfect but that is a big sort of have you ever heard the like mark on him the thing about the the fade out guy no whether i don't know if this is like a rumor of a conspiracy but like in the 70s apparently um bands would get the like budget for a fade out guy when he does be there when we no, be- no, 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 no. There is no fade out guy. It's their Coke budget. Oh. So basically, yeah, I can't remember. I think it was an interview with like Matty Healy from the 1975, who, whatever you might think of him, he, he's one of these people that he can't, he can't not talk about like stuff. So like, he's always he's, saying something. He's always really like honest. And like, I think he, yeah, he was talking to like one of like the, 
like a, like one of the sound engineers or something that, that worked on one of their records was obviously from way back when and he was telling him the stories like oh yeah yeah like bands used to have a, a line on the budget sheet that the record label were funding for a, a fade line, out a fade out guy and there was they didn't fucking exist it was just for drugs yeah that sounds right <laughs> Like when Happy Mondays, didn't we go to like Tenerife to record an album and just spend all the money <laughs> Probably, on drugs? Probably, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, Home at Last. Home at Last. It's um, on drums is the legendary hitmaker Bernard Purdy, and he used to put uh, put out a little sign while he recorded that said, "You are now in the presence of the legendary hitmaker Bernard Purdy." <laughs> while, they, while, while they recorded. Is there any? Is there an album in history that that contains as much ego as this one? No, or or cocaine, talking of which. (laughs) Fade out guys all over the place. Um, Yeah, I I like the the piano intro and the brass with it. Sounds really sick. Yeah. My thing is, it's proper music, this. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, your dad's tapping his foot to this shit, for sure. (laughs) But, um... That like shuffle rhythm is such a groove as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's what the Bernard. That's it's called the Purdy Shuffle. <laughs> of course. And it it's is. on like quite a few Steely Dan songs. We'd like draft him in, like put one per album. Like, dude, let's, let's do a Purdy Shuffle. We need your shuffle. Yeah, I need to get ring Bernard up. We need his shuffle. Uh, I. Uh... This is where I felt like they've done a really good job of making it sound like they're in all of the like they're in a room yeah, playing this like all it, at the it, same time. And um, it's funny because they didn't, which would be insane with the amount of people that probably played. They didn't it. perform it live for years. And then in the nineties, they did start doing gigs. Again. Yeah, and the band they got together, they like then recorded their out al- because they had the beauty of it was. By that point, a lot of the musicians were at a level where they'd grown up li- listening to this shit. Yeah, yeah So yeah. they knew it all because they'd, like, played it, you know, like, grow- grown yeah, yeah, up they- and, like, learned it. To, yeah. To, like, because they were, like, their biggest f- band. And then they became Steely Dan's, like, touring band yeah, and, yeah. Like, and recording band in, like, the, when they did the, like, other albums later. But, yeah... Um, it is mad how it does. It it does sound like so co- cohesive and yeah, yeah. Like I say, it sounds like it sounds like it could easily have just that, been recorded. It's, all, the, all it's a rhythm as well. Is that Purdy shuffle? Is I mean, he's right. It he is the hitmaker. <laughs> like it's in, <laughs> it's insane. It's such a groove, and it, I don't know. Chorus is pretty dramatic in this song, sounding like it sounds yeah. dramatic. Da, 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 da. That bit, mm. yeah. Like it's like it's movies. it's cinematic. Yeah, yeah. A lot of this album is pretty cinematic. Yeah, like it's very soundtracky. Um, I just said that synth solo is shite, though. Like, who chose the patch for that? It's like a really brassy synth. It was probably all they had available. It was nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't just don't use don't use that. Just just. And I was like, why didn't they just get a I think you just get a saxophone. I quite like to do the it feel instead, of it though. though. Like it's so it's so se- it's so seventies. Just get a sax player to do it instead. But then I, then I did add um, guitar. The guitar solo rescues things nicely though. I did put some absolute pentatonic abuse oh, on this album. Absolutely bangs up pentatonic scale. <laughs> this, this this album is just like every guitar solo is so pentatonic scale. It's unreal. <sighs> Which is fair enough. I mean, every I mean, guitar solo in history, more or less. I is, tell you what, but... try and try and learn them. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> it's fucking the difficult. scale. The scale does not dictate I think the difficulty. That is another level. thing why I specifically like Steely Dan is because every song's got like a banger guitar solo. Yeah, and for me, that's like, oh, I might try and learn this. I mean, that's basically what my guitar is another, playing is. There's another like just absurdly long outro. Like it's just a big jam. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though they've individually tracked everything, like it's weird. Yeah, that's another I thing. That's the, another thing that makes it sound like it was. The recorded rhythm will live. go down, and then we'll just loop certain parts, and then each each yeah. player will have like a. They'll go. This is where you do your little yeah, flourish. Yeah. 
over love a bit to death. Um, I got the news. I think this is the weirdest song on the album. Funky as hell again. Bah, Very bah, bluesy bah. and jazzy. I thought it's like disco if disco did more cocaine. It's like jaggy. And obtuse. Yeah. Like, it's very, like, off-kilter. Yeah. The guitar and everything is very weird. I was like, the chorus is sick, though. The chorus is sick. Oh, I um, it's just catchy. I like the bit where they bring back Michael McDonald again and he goes, Broadway Duchess. <laughs> That's probably the bit that I'm on about. Um, and then it's got a banger guitar solo straight says, after that. Like, the, the solo is fucking a plus, incredible larry colton again then i then i said after that jazz break anyone i was like there's like jazz flute in there and stuff i just said yeah. it's ron burgundy the best playing thing on i found out while researching this is there's a website called yacht on yacht, <laughs> yacht, on yacht. and it tells you if a song is yacht rock or not <laughs> and this song what? apparently is 76.75 percent yacht rock yeah Yacht Rock up until the bit after the guitar song. Yeah, and, and then, then the rest like, of it's just like, whoa, what Ooh. the fuck? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. They just said they don't know how to stop. They will not be told ever. I don't know who paid for the studio time. By this point, they might. I guess have been this is back when labels right? when labels just had all the money, though, isn't it? They were just like, yeah, yeah, go on then, because they'd, they'd sort of putting up cash in the bank at this point as well to be like, yeah, oh, Steely Dan, you want to live in a studio for a year? Yeah, go. Yeah, for how it. long did it take them to record this? It must that that information um, must be out there somewhere, right? Let's look. It's usually on the Wikipedia, isn't it? Let's have a look. This is where we find out that it just it was all done in like two weeks because they were so fucking. Organized. There's a RuPaul's Drag Race um, contestant called Asia, turns out. Um, okay. <laughs> Recorded late 1976 until September 1977. Fuck! So, like, ne- nearly a year. How much did it cost? Because the Royal, oh, S- the Royal Scam came out in... Um, the, the album before that came out... In March 1976, no, May 1976, recorded in November, November 1975 until March 1976, the last, the album before this. So we have, we have like a year, like album. This is like this, yeah. Like writing and recording, like cycle. Jesus Christ, how much does it cost? This must have cost millions, even back then. Surely. Much. Did Asia if they're if they're paying like the best session musicians, yeah, and they're paying for the studio time and the producer time and the engineer time for that length of time, it's got to be millions. I don't know how much it costs. It just says it 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 was um, a culmination of a. Of more than a year's in extremely intense work in six different studios in Los Angeles, <laughs> not just probably, probably hiring several of six s- different several studios of them at the same time. Six different well. studios in Los Angeles, which surely is one of the most expensive places you can, you know. So yeah, they um, they did one more album after this and then burnt out. Yeah, I'm not fucking surprised. Well, Becca got into heroin pretty, he- pretty heavily. Ah, right, yeah, that'll do it. And then that they, often does it. I mean, um, I think the 80s wouldn't have suited him anyway. So, on to the final track then, Josie. Josie, yeah, another sort of poppy one to sort of finish it. I've put theme park ride vibes. Like, you could imagine being on a waltzer with this song. Yeah, maybe. I've put rockiest intro. Of the record, yeah, yeah, it's probably the more sort of it's it's the funkiest and the most straightforward in terms of like the groove. But and it, it the does have that weird intro. It's like dur, 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 dur. yeah, rock, so like, so guitar there, so odd like, though. Yeah, uh, I said I'm all over this. It slaps. Closest thing to a proper song on the album. <laughs> <laughs> I know, no, but, I know exactly what you mean. Like, yeah. and that's not that's not necessarily knocking the rest of the album but it's not like 
I'll come back to it in a minute because it, it's very much like where I fall on this. Favorite um, line in the song is when he goes, "She'll never say no, <laughs> no." <laughs> It's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, I was like, the change up in this in this song is pretty pretty cool. Like it just changes up for about thirty seconds. Well, maybe even less than that. It's like a really weird break where it just goes off weird for like yeah. When, when he's, he's to transition and then into like more riffage. Yeah, and um, the the exit the outro where it's like. On the horns, it's so sick. This is the problem with me, like talking about Steely Dinosaurs. I'm just going, so good, so so good. Oh, this song, this song, second best line in this song, so good. And that is that. Yeah, there you go. And we're on. I fucked so it I up again. <laughs> Continue, continuity error again. Like, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, Never mind. So, I, spoiler alert, we're going to disagree on this. <laughs> no, I don't think you like this, dear. It's okay, though. All right, okay. So, shall I go? Yeah. Okay. You know, you know how I feel about it. Is this an album? Mm. Or is it just a selection of long jams that they've spent <laughs> ages writing and recording? Like, there's some gold here, regardless. Yeah. I suppose like, it's a great mixture of jazz and rock and pop. Um, didn't really, like I say, I, I, this is where I realized I didn't really make many notes about the vocals, but the vocals just sort of become part of the yeah the vibes. Um, it is vibes. This album. I think I actually wish I'd have picked a different album now. But this one is the one that well, is... Well, if we, if we get renewed for more yeah, seasons... If, if we, you know, if I get Wild Card 2, it'll be... The, the best thing, though, is that, from my understanding, the, the, there is an argument that this album could have been done as a non-Wild Card, but you've spunked your first Wild Card on yeah, it anyway. Yeah, we could have... This is a legit album. Unlike what mine was likely to be, I'm still flip-flopping between two at the moment. I need to work on that. Eiffel 65 or, <laughs> Boy, or Boyzone. Um, it's a coin flip. I was like, everything is sort of following the vocal in terms of like, it, it just being part of it, it was like it's it's like the opposite of Fleetwood Mac, where everything in in that album on on rumors like everything makes room for the vocal, but there's no room here. <laughs> like, there is no, no every, room. There's no everything. All the space has been filled in yeah. this album. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you just don't really. Yeah, it's not really the vocals aren't the standout elements, except for those like epic moments that you talk about with yeah. our man there. Or, um, yeah, when he says, oh, I've lost the line now. When he says, Broadway Duchess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would be great live, I think, as it, a live experience. Well, I saw um, Nearly Done in the summer. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was fucking, sh- it was amazing. Next like, time. You, you've got to come correct to to be in a Steely Dan tribute band. Ne- next time they are, like, passing through, yeah. we should go. Yeah. I would be down for that. It's um, great. So it's overrated. Did, did, did they have chairs out at the front for the oldens to I, sit on? I hope so. Oh yeah. Yes. I is. might sit in. No, you. <laughs> it's like it's like old folks' home yeah, level. Okay. Um, overrated. I don't think you. I don't. I don't think this is this is a great. This is a, an an insanely amazing album, but still worth a Sunday morning listening every now and again because it's just just the vibes. Like it is. It's a great. It's, it's a great vibe. Um, I just say no. I li- I, I listen to a lot not. of Steely Dan when I work. Yeah, because it's very just sort of like I had it on. Flight while I was of, working yesterday. Like it's just yeah, you just vibe, sit and vibe to it. It's good. It's good yeah. for like creativity and stuff like that. Like if you just like, you know, need some like toe tapping grooves from the seventies. Yeah, I just don't think this is like a greatest album of all time contender. I'm sorry, I just don't. Fair. Fair. And I, f- I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buzzing off it. I think it's great. Um, 
I agree with everything you said, though. Like, it's very, like... Yeah. Like, it's, it's more of a sort of piece of... It's like a tech demo of for studios. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? It's like look at look at what we can do in 1977 if we put our minds to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. People actually, fun fact: people use this album to test their sound systems out with. Yeah, I can believe it because it's so, so like, going clarity on. and me so much. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. I can hear the Glockenspiel. It must but be I, a good I would, speaker. I would sort of also also sort of caveat my thing where with the wildcard episodes it's not necessary i know i just said do i don't think this is one of the greatest albums of all time well it's like our wildcard picks aren't meant to be necessarily they're just albums that we really enjoy so i i wouldn't say that this is underrated in terms of i don't think i'm just pleased i've managed to get somebody else to listen to it and then also in turn other people might listen to it based on this um, I might turn somebody onto it, and what I'll say is, if if you do like it a bit, try Royal Scam because I think there's more rock in that, and then also the earlier stuff as well, where it is a rock band and it's less. This is very for for Steely Dan. This is very disco-y. All right, and okay. it wasn't like that to begin with. It was still quite sort of funky in, in parts, yeah, and very yeah. like, but then it was also a bit more sort of traditional rock. When it when they first started out, okay. So it's sort of like two flip sides of a coin kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Anyway, I guess that brings this week this week's episode to an end. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed that. I I enjoy. I I was a bit hesitant about the uh, the wild card um, episodes to see how they would go. Mm. But I think yeah, there's merit here. Um, yeah. Yeah should force us I mean I mean I'm excited to see what you're going to make me listen to Yeah Yeah going to be good I I well we should be recording that in the near future so Anyway awesome. I've been Tom I've been Paddy and this has been underplayed or overrated bye bye <laughs>